Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the Celtics Life Podcast as Boston trails 3-1 to to the Milwaukee Bucks after two rough home performances. It's with some mercy that today we discuss the end of the 18-19 Celtics. Yes, the Celtics still have one more loss to live through, but as former Celtics Life contributor Michael Dyer tweeted last night, never has a third loss felt quite as much like a fourth as it did on Monday night. Kyrie Irving has largely dragged the Seas out of the second round with just horrendous shooting, helped by a lifeless second unit that in its entirety has been outscored by Pat Connaughton in the last two games. So cue the funeral dirges, get out your finest black attire, because today we bury the 2018-2019 Celtics for good. We'll start with a quick shout out to Danny Ainge and wishing him a swift recovery after a heart attack after game one. And also uh, our condolences to the, the family of John Havlicek, who passed away last week. Um, but Mark, how you doing, man? Not, nothing like piling on the grim stuff right there. Yeah, Jeez. just got to open uh, up. Yeah, <laughs> just just it. It. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, after game one, we were feeling... Uh, I mean, really high after, you know, walking into Milwaukee and, and running them off the floor there. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we've had, like, the three, like, worst losses of the year in a row. Like, it felt like every one of those games was absolutely horrible. Yeah. Uh, every game was right close at the half, right? Uh, uh, either up or down a couple less, points. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was, it was – and then, I mean, every single game in this series has sucked, it, whether for us or for them. You know what I mean? Like game one, like they got totally railroaded. And then the other three games were, they, they have been like awful games. Like we haven't even had one close game. Like not even like a game. Like if we had lost last night and it was like a, you know, a hard fought battle and, you know, lose by a couple points at the end. But I mean, like that is just miserable to watch mm-hmm. what we had to endure yesterday. And yeah. the, for the past two games, at least. Yeah. I think, I think game three, theoretically, we came back to, to make it close at the end, but it, it felt it, right. It, but it yeah. wasn't really as close as that no. score indicated. No, it wasn't right. at all. Yeah. It, yeah. And so it's, um, 
you're right. It's been just a really painful, just dragging through these four games for whichever fan base it is uh, to the point where I'm sure a lot of fans turned off on uh, Friday night after just a horrendous fourth quarter, even worse third quarter. Um, it's been, it's been tough. And uh, I, I think a lot of us last night, whether it's in our, our group chat or just, you know, among anybody that's a Celtics fan was just so devastated after that, that loss last night on Monday night. So uh, where do you, where are you at as far as just this summer uh, where the Celtics are concerned, what we should be doing if there's a chance at maybe surging back in this series down three, one now. So, I mean, sure. Of course there's a chance, uh, but I I don't see it happening. Uh, I mean, even if we somehow won this next game, there's, I just don't see any way that we're going to win three in a row uh, with the just, inconsistent like inconsistent like just lackluster play that we've seen i mean um so i so i'm i'm cl- i'm moving right on to <laughs> the offseason because i if 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 they won these next three games it would be a complete complete shock to me um I, and we were talking about this a little bit last night uh obviously we were getting frustrated with Kyrie like shooting us out of the game last night um and then his post game you know Dude. Yeah, the who cares? No, and that's, uh, I, I, the fact that he is sitting here and he goes, "Oh, I should have, I should have gone, should have shot thirty for thirty. You know, I got to uh, keep shooting. Yeah. No, 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 you don't. No, if no, you, no. If you are shooting this team out of the playoffs. Yeah, don't feel like you need to be doing more of it. Like, it, look for other, look for the hot hand. Marcus yeah, Morris it, was shooting so much better than mm-hmm. really anybody else this entire game and most right. of the series. And then right. Kyrie is like, "Now I've been having my two worst games. I need to keep shooting." That's yeah. that's the solution apparently is that he just right. needs to keep playing better or trying it, to play better. It's like the Kobe mentality when the Lakers were terrible, like you know before they got like back into uh, um, like a championship. You know th- those years between Shaq and Paul Gasol, I guess, mm-hmm. um, where he just you know you know when he has it and he's it's he's electric, it's great. But when you don't have it, and and here's here's what I think is a big problem with this team is the identity beyond like the head of the dragon, like obviously Kyrie is the most talented player on the team. Right. And then there's Al Horford, who's kind of like the engine that makes things go. Uh, the guy in the middle does a, pretty much everything. Well, you know, he'll, he'll drop 20 here and there, but generally he just kind of does what needs to be done each night. Right. There's no, like, like Jason Tatum, I guess was supposed to be like the second banana and kind of never really, we never felt that way this year. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's had some electric games, um, but nobody really stepped in to be like, like, okay, Kyrie's having an off night. Like it, it would always just be a hodgepodge of, of who's shooting well tonight. And I think when you get to the playoffs, that becomes a problem because there's really no identity beyond that. Yeah. I mean, even with the bench, Indiana, you know, Indiana, there was some, a lot of guys were contributing Tatum specifically right. was contributing. Hayward was contributing and you could count, you know, you could rely on a bunch of different guys to score in the Indiana series, which is why we were able to come out with a lot of hard fought wins. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't been the case. I mean, in, in the intro, I said that Pat Connaughton has Pat Connaughton, however the hell you say it. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, he's outscored the bench. Who's tallied a total of like 19 points over the last two games, the entirety of the bench. That's absurd. I mean, and granted as, as much as we're like piling on Kyrie here, like, I mean, what, how does that even happen? And I guess part of the reason is, you know, we're missing smart. So everyone kind of 
like, you know, that puts, you know, the starting lineup is different. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for Gordon Hayward to just be a complete non-factor, I mean, he looked, he w- like after that great finish to the season that he had that last like month. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, wow, wow. We might really have something here. We have like a Gordon's plan. Like, you know, he's starting to look like Gordon Hayward and he's just like non-existent. Like, yeah. I mean, I never, never thought he was asserting himself at all. I, I, like, I don't know, man. I, I, I just, it was very strange. Yeah. I, I thought game three was going to be a guaranteed win. Yeah, me all too. The, all the Havelcheck stuff. I, I thought right. that there, Fired there was up. no way. Yeah, I thought there was no way that after game two loss that felt so bad that we'd come out as flat as we did. And I think we started off game three well. And mm-hmm. we took an early lead. And then just from really... It was the third quarter. left in like the first. Collapsed. It started mm-hmm. to feel a little bit, a little bit more even. Yeah, and yeah. Third quarter on, just awful. Like, like awful we haven't even, ball. we haven't even seen them like in a like five point game like with under a minute to go. Like, like we haven't even seen like this whole series like any kind of adversity in that regard. The adversity that we faced is like we've had a run, like a jam down our throat in the third quarter and not responded. Like that's that's the biggest adversity that we've and faced. And that's, that's been the story of this entire season is like right. for whatever reason, this team gives up a 20-point run mm-hmm. every game. And if we can survive that run, we win the game. And right. if we can't, it gets even uglier as yeah. we start getting just like, you know, trade a basket for two every single mm-hmm. time. And so it, it just, that's been the story of this season. And it, it's been so hard to watch this entire year. I said on I yeah, think the last been... podcast that I was on of just there, there, it hasn't been fun this entire season. No. And it, it's, it's just been from opening day from the start of the, the season with a win against the Sixers. It's just kind of felt, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it just is, it, it's been so corporate almost it feels like the new york yankees it feels like it's like you know yeah. we, we should be winning games because we're this story just franchise. because we, we, right, we yeah. should be winning and we're not and it's it's boring and it's an, it's not fun I, I just don't think this team has any identity at all like yeah. in terms of of what they are which is the craziest thing for brad stevens who's always had that scrappy like all of our teams that we've had with mm-hmm. him always had that fight and always had that scrap and you know, when, when we had Isaiah Thomas and how many times did we come back in the full, late in the games, you know, and yeah. part, in part because of him, but also in part because everyone else plays hard, you know? Yeah. Um, I, ah. think, I think it's the identity of the leader. I think that mm. Kyrie asserted himself as a leader of this team. And, and that was a guy who'd been given everything that he's always had. You know, he'd always, he didn't particularly to earn his spot on an NBA roster or earn his spot as the number one pick. Because he just has always had it handed to him, and he's been so ungodly talented, mm-hmm. and that's great. But it, with that comes just this kind of, uh, like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. But Isaiah had to fight for everything, and so the identity of those Isaiah teams was that right. he fought his way and he scrapped and did everything. And so in the fourth quarter, he had to earn the win. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like Kyrie and the identity of this team is that like, no, we deserve it. You know, we right. deserve it because we're better, and when suddenly you're down by 20 in the fourth quarter, like the Celtics had been with Isaiah against the Rockets or, you know, in those games that that were just these huge comebacks, there just wasn't a way to come back. It's like, no, I've never been in a situation before. I'm not used to having to make these comebacks. I'm not used to having to to fight back. And I think that's that's the mentality of, of our leader this past season, of Kyrie. And 
it's just a situation that we're so unfamiliar with of not fighting. And this series has really epitomized that because there hasn't been any fight, you know, from either side. You know, in game one, the Bucks didn't fight back. In games two, three, and four, the Celtics just kind of rolled over in the second half. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just I I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I know there's a lot of skepticism about whether or not this team is better with or without Kyrie. I am on the side of that it's better without Kyrie, and I think a lot of fans are turning that direction. I know it's it's easier to say when he's lost us three straight games, but I just I, I don't like I don't like what he's made this team to be, and I it hasn't been fun the entire year. And I don't know where that fun went, and if it's something we can recuperate next season with or without it i don't know but i want it back (laughs) yeah no i I, and i totally get that and and my thinking is i'm kind of indifferent to whether Kyrie's here next year or not now for uh, i don't want to see this team next year like we need some kind of wholesale changes whether that's Kyrie's gone and they build around the young guys or make the trade, get Anthony Davis, or someone of that caliber. Um, because he can't be the only, like, top banana. Like, he can't be the... He needs a guy along. And whether Gordon... I, I mean, I can't... I think that Gordon's going to be better next season. I do. I do, too. But I, I don't want to go into next season with this same roster and banking on that. Well, you know? we're going to lose some guys, right? Like... We're going to lose Rogier, right? Rogier so, and Morris. And so I think just the yep. fact that it was just this kind of huge logjam of, of guys at every position. And but I even that, we'd still be logjammed, though, I feel. Like less with, so. I mean, Morris. Yes, be, like, certainly. Hayward well. will get the start, right? You know, we'll work with the young guys in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. And, and Hayward will get some legit run alongside those guys. And that, that's a good lineup. You know, I like that lineup. And I, I think that. You know, if we can start counting on those guys all performing and there's not going to be the negativity that I think Morris can sometimes bring when mm-hmm. we're not playing well, I, I think there's a better chance next season with, with less of the logjam. I mean, maybe a healthy Baines all season will make a difference, giving a defensive identity. And I, I don't know. I mean, Horford's got an opt-out if he wants it. I don't want him to opt-out, but maybe he opts out to give us more cap space. Right. I, I'm not sure. There, There's a lot of different possibilities, but... You know, it's it's. Um, I think the future, whether or not we keep Kyrie or not, is a little brighter in that we have more possibilities for lineup fluctuation mm-hmm. and, and lineup versatility, uh, where we didn't quite have that this season. For whatever, I mean, like Jalen Brown should have been starting from like December on, right? And it was so strange that he wasn't. You know, because like I mean, I, I really liked Marcus Smart in the starting lineup, but. You know, maybe we find a way to put Jalen in there now that, that Morris is gone and we keep Hayward off the bench. I, I don't know. I don't know. Especially what since Smart was so effective in that six-man role. Like, yep. you know, it's something he embraced and was totally fine with. And, you know, like, I feel like they should have got back to that as the year went on. I know they tried to mix things up in the middle of the year when things were not going well. Uh, but I don't think that that necessarily made the – the all difference. I mean, we were still playing smart and crunch time when we needed him for those mm-hmm. game winning plays and stuff like that. Like I, like I really think that 
they certainly have missed him this series. And wh- whether that would have made a difference, I don't know. But he certainly changes the attitude of the guys when he's on the floor. Yeah. And last night he played, but well, that we didn't really see. We, he played like 15 minutes. I mean, he shot terrible, which he's been able to do before and still impact the game positively. But he, he was, you know, he was not quite himself last night. We didn't, he didn't make any big plays where it's like, oh, yeah, that's Marcus Smart out there. Yeah, um, I mean, he was kind of non-existent. Honest. I know they were poking fun at him after the game. Yeah, but that, that here's really a guy that really came back from yeah. you know being off from oblique injury out for a couple of weeks. I don't, you can't chalk that up as like he was supposed to come back and be 30 minute Marcus Smart last night. So um, you know, it, it's I do think though that without him there, this whole series like that scrap, like he's one of those guys that could change one of those runs. And, you know, causing a turnover or, or drawing a charge and, and changing the momentum. And when you're missing that, you know, and then those runs just go on, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we didn't really have that staple guy to go in there and, and stop it, you know, where he's kind of like that stopper. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 that Giannis thing after the game was really, I was pretty upset about that. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, he knows Marcus Smart and he knows the role exactly. that he plays. He's been beaten by Marcus Smart. Right. He, like, right. I, I, that attitude really, Especially the fact that he's rushed back from this oblique injury, like Giannis of all people should be reset. Right. I, like that was that was really mm-hmm. I, that rubbed me the wrong way. And so, right, you know, I just I hate these guys, man. The Bucks, dude, fuck them, man. <laughs> I, I really do. Like I just, dude, they suck. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, not 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 the most likable team. And I granted yeah. they're playing against us, so obviously we're not going to be fans of the other team. But I mean, really. It's hard to say like who's the like who's the there's no like catalyst like for I don't know. I mean I guess some people probably like Giannis because he's kind of a goofy guy yeah. most of the time, but from like what we've seen in this series, like not you know I don't it's know. Just been, I, I don't know. It, the fact that he like snarls every time that he has a <laughs> stupid and one. <laughs> yeah. That that's yeah. just like I, I think every single Celtics fan has a seared into their like if they've watched any of these last three games, especially last night. Where those those and ones a lot of times felt a little generous, mm-hmm. and he's snarling afterwards like he's like, ah, oh, I earned yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, let's go. And I'm like, like, oh, the, like dude, the, when you, the man. whistle blows, when you're like, he'll do like a crazy spin move, like split two guys. He's up. It's it's a layup from there. Marcus Morris like bumps him in the back while he's going for that layup, and it's like you know he still just lays it in, and it's as if it was some kind of. Uh, you know, the play was phenomenal, but don't act like you made that through the foul from yeah. some touch that happened like after you were ready to put the ball in anyways. I mean, that's that's dumb on our part, but still, um, you know, it's it's I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah, I'm not 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 happy with him. And especially that that Marcus thing really pissed me off even more. The, uh, yeah. the smart thing afterwards. So, yeah, I, I think that that's do you do you start or well, do you play smart in game five? Do you? Or just say like you know what we got to cut our losses and let him recover because if he does take a charge from Giannis, he could really aggravate that injury more. Yeah, I mean, I, have I, some more severe repercussions. I, I think um, that's you know at this point, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I'm. I, I'd have to know. You know, obviously, I don't know any of the medical shit when it comes to that stuff. But like to me, I don't know that it's worth it. And not to mention that if he's going to play like he played yesterday. Like we, you can't have Marcus Smart at like you know sixty percent, yeah, because of the way that he plays. Um, you know, I, I don't, I just don't see as that as being effective. You need him 
you know, to be close to 100% because of the effort that he puts in. I mean, he, this is a guy that would, you know, blow that oblique out because, you know, without even thinking about it, just yeah. to, to die for a ball or something. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not like he's a guy who can just spot up shoot and, like, alter his game. He just, he, you know, he needs to do those kind of scrappy things. And if he can't or he's, like, hampered in doing them, then it's, you know, he's loses way more effectiveness than than most guys do i think yeah and maybe that's that's a decision that happens mid-game maybe he's maybe you bring him in and he's right, active yeah. for the game and, and you yeah. say like all right yeah here's an opportunity for us to put in smart like right he's, he's definitely not playing the 30 some minutes that we get in the regular season from him but we say right. like all right you know what they're starting to go on a run here in the third can Marcus, we throw him we in need you right, we yeah. need you right now and, and then yeah. you put him in and that, yeah. that's that's gonna be up to to brad stevens mm-hmm and I mean, he's got to be taking some accountability for this too, because there were some just bad decisions, coaching decisions in Game Four. Yeah, and- uh, Brad has really been. <laughs> I mean, he's been stuffed in a locker by Budenholzer this yeah. this whole series. It's it's been. I think last night there was a, a lineup of. Uh, he threw Kyrie back in, who was wildly ineffective in the third or fourth quarter. I think. Uh, even Rozier was playing slightly better than than what, at least defensively, and and right. trying to facilitate an offense more than than Kyrie was. And I understand you want your most talented players on the floor, but that seemed like a a poor decision. Um, you know, giving Hayward the, the time that he had when he was clearly not playing that well, it was it was tough to to see a lot of the decisions that were made. Um, and, and I don't know. This season hasn't felt like a Brad Stevens season, and especially this series hasn't either. Um, you know, like Milwaukee made huge adjustments from Game One to, the, to Game Two, and that's that's shown. Mm-hmm. And the Celtics could have made probably some adjustments from Game Two to Game Three, and it doesn't seem like they really have. I like I, I don't know what what the move is. Do you just go power move and just start all the bench guys? Do you? Do you what do you do to kind of fix the situation? I mean, he needs to retake control of the locker room. It feels like he doesn't necessarily have. At least maybe I'm maybe I'm over exaggerating. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if I don't know that he's lost the locker room, but I, I think it's just like we were saying before. Like, I, I don't I don't think there is like uh um land like an effective it's just the identity thing and it's just now that now that the lineup's changed a little bit right guys are playing in different roles now they're thrown into whatever it is here and it's just been drive and dish and shoot a three like that's been the offense right and like look at this so after that abysmal officiated game three right uh where i I, Giannis shot more free throws than our entire team we actually shot more free throws than the Bucks in this game, right? 30 versus their 25. Would you, like, have guessed that? Because I, I wouldn't have. I'm just looking at the box score now. Well, I know, I know that there was They were doing of, well early. Fouls. Yeah, I mean, I know getting that to the Middleton line. and Giannis were both foul trouble. Right. Uh, so that, that doesn't entirely surprise me, but... It, it, they did... Because yeah. that's, that's where Kyrie got most of his points, was from the line. Right, and and they did a good job of attacking in the first 
first half at least because Giannis picked up that fourth foul like five minutes not even it was like eight minutes to go in the third quarter yeah. when he picked up that fourth foul and um and then it became so then the Bucks went on that run and then it just became oh my god we gotta get back into this we have to keep launching up threes yeah I mean and then look, there was uh, that, that uh, one possession where Smart was grabbing I think you have two or three offensive rebounds yeah and we kept kicking it out and taking yeah. another three and missed all of them right uh, look at look at the bench. The bench shooting from the outside, one for twelve, <laughs> one for twelve, and yeah. they took a total of seventeen shots. So of those seventeen shots, twelve of them were threes, and they only hit one. I mean, that's ridiculous. I, that's 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 crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Um, and that you know, you're right. That that's not something you think of is that how much we got to the line. But, you know, I mean, it, the, the mentality has to change and it has to be just let's attack. The fact that Giannis and, and Middleton were on the bench for a lot of the third quarter because of that foul trouble, how you're not attacking and, and just taking advantage of their two best right. players sitting. It, it, right. The fact that that, that score stayed or the, the deficit stayed relatively similar is, is really alarming. Well, they, that's when they made the deficit, right? Didn't, isn't that when they stretched it to 10 points? I don't think I think that was when they came back in, but you could okay. be right. No, I th- I think they made the run. The, the initial run, I, we did make a run and get somewhat closer, and then they stretched it out even further. But um, they they stretched it to double digits while those guys were on the bench. Yeah, after the Rozier blocked three, which like, is just uh, who came ridiculous. Down, threw it down on the other end. That yeah, was fun. That was a good time. Yeah, that was great. That was great. <laughs> but here, so here we got to talk ourselves back into winning. All right, so listen. <laughs> just I, now I, that we're now that we're out there we both convince me of how we can win these so games. well i mean Kyrie's due for a 40 spot right she was due in game three i mean I, i'm well aware of when he was due okay <laughs> so like, that means he's overdue right <laughs> so so it, no but listen in, in all honesty though had, had we won taking care of business and won that game last night it's 2-2 right so you're feeling much better i mean we, we held off doing this podcast because we assumed after game one, and we won big, we were like, okay, let's, we'll wait till after game four. It's probably going to be 2-2, you know, or we'll be up big. We never would have thought we would have lost three games in a row after how well we played in that, that game. Um, so then after we lost the next two, it was like, okay, figure the game on Monday. We'll do the podcast on Tuesday. It'll be 2-2. We'll have a new series, three games, you know. And then they dropped this turd on us. Um, but you're, you're right. Like, Kyrie's overdue. Um, I, that like, but as bad as things are, I could see us winning the next game, right? And then we'd be in the same position had we won last night and then lost the game on the road. You know, it uh, three two series going back to Boston. I just can't. I can't see us winning three in a row of the no. way we played. No, and, I, I don't you know. Either. I could that's, see us getting back into the series. As dark as it was, because yeah, yeah. To me, just, we're, we're burying this team. This team is is yeah. Well, because so the, even if they win this yeah. next game. Which is which I think is entirely plausible. Yeah, you we could have obviously won any of these games. We exactly, won any of these and they games. can't shoot like you know. You got to figure at some point some of these threes start falling, right? Um, yeah, I mean the thing is we're shooting like twenty percent from the floor, right? You know, I mean yes, there's <laughs> at some right. point. Right. But the thing is, like, so last night, last night we were talking, and, and I was I was ragging on Luis because he kept saying that Kyrie looks like he's given up. Mm-hmm. And and this was in like the second quarter. I was like, no, he he hasn't. You know, if, yep. if he really had given up, he he wouldn't be driving. All he'd be doing is just shooting, 
just shooting bad shots and he wouldn't mm-hmm. care. He'd wait till the shot clock's done. And like he, no, he hasn't given up. But then, you know, then he, he leaves. <laughs> then, then he did. <laughs> then, then he did give up. And I have to throw credit back to Luis for that. But then he yeah. did give up. And then he, you know, he leaves the, the court early, walks to the locker room early before the buzzer sounds. And then all of his answers last night yeah. were, it was, a, you know, it, it's, you know it's why, a why'd you leave early? He goes, you know, the game was over. Yeah. And uh, he's asked like, oh, I don't remember what his second answer was, but his third answer, they were like, you still have confidence in this team? He goes, unwavering. And I'm like, that's such bullshit, dude. Yeah. Like, that's not right. true. Like you're, you're no, it's, of course it's he, not. He is, he is, he is, he's, he's checking yeah. out now. I've, I've accepted. And, and, and I think now more than ever that he's gone. I, I had been holding off the naysayers all this time. Um, I think if an opportunity arises, I don't think he's just going to leave just to leave. But if there's an opportunity where it's a Kevin Durant or whoever going to New York and he has the opportunity to tag along, I think he will. I yeah. don't think he'll leave just to go to New York, just to go there. Uh, it would only be if he felt like, you know, that they, if, if they, maybe if they can make a Davis trade and him and Davis go there, or if he get, if they get Durant, maybe they get all three of them, but I don't think he goes there just to go there. Yeah. But, well, so, um, I liked Jalen Rose said after the game. I, that, I love uh, this too. <laughs> yeah. That, that Kyrie's gone and his teammates are going to help him pack. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think that's. That's that's wildly accurate. I think that a lot of the guys are like, "Hey, thanks for trying to lead us. We really appreciate it. Have fun wherever the yeah. hell you're going to go. But yeah, make yeah. sure it's not here." Right. And and I think back to was it this summer, this past summer, that he was like, "If you guys will have me, I'd love to be back here in Boston." Yeah, yeah. It was in October. It was before right before the season we, started. We don't we don't want you yeah. anymore. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> we do not want to have you. You are no longer welcome. Now, see, I, 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 here's my take, and I said this before, I'm indifferent. If he leaves, whatever. Move on, go with the kids, build around J&J. If he stays, I make the deal, get Davis, right? Um, my, my thing is, if he stays, I don't think it'll be as bad, because we didn't have these problems last year when he wasn't in a contract year. All this negativity and all this shit came up this year when he kept getting asked about where he's going, what's he doing, blah, 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 blah whatever. Um, and, that's, and that's not on the reporters. I mean, those are the questions they have to ask. And when you give these foggy answers, that's why we got to the situation that we were in. But I do feel like if he got into a four-year contract, I don't think we have to deal with this shit all the time. But the one thing I really, the one reason why I really don't want him to leave, or at least not leave for New York, is because I've been hearing all year about how he's going to end up on the Knicks. And these ridiculous Knicks yeah. fans every year think, and they say, every player is going to come there. And it never happens. And I need it to not happen again. Because I, I don't think I can handle the outcry from Twitter on Knicks fans and how we told you so about him and Durant if they do end up going there. Like, I really don't think I can handle it. I may not watch basketball next year because <laughs> I seriously, every year it's the same shit. They don't get the guys. So the year that they finally do, of course it'll be at our expense. Yeah. Right. The, the only reason I, I think, cause I was looking at some numbers today and if he does leave, we're not like suddenly in a good situation to sign some big guy. Like we, yeah, no, we, right. <laughs> he leaves. We still only have like twelve million dollars in yeah. cap space. Like best case scenario, right? Like there's not like 
of max deal to be had with the roster that we had. We have a lot of money locked up. And so, you know, Kyrie is unfortunately maybe our best chance to a title in the next couple of years. And it just, it, it counts on him resigning and also letting us get somebody else via trade or whatever else the move is. So it's not like I want him to leave a ton because you know that that means right. It, it does actually put us in a terrible situation. Yeah, it, it's, I just don't. I don't like it, man. I don't know. How I know. I feel. I know. So, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, ah. I, all we got to do is this is what we got to do. I, I said this. I mean, earlier this year, you know, if it doesn't work out and Kyrie leaves, then we just you know we resign um, Thomas for the veterans minimum or whatever <laughs> mid level yeah. exception, and we just pretend the last two years never happened. And <laughs> and, 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 and hopefully, hopefully Isaiah. Uh, is uh, back to normal next year, you know? Of and then course, yeah, the King of the Fourth. Sure. And uh, what a story that would be, though, right? Would that not be... All right, listen, If forget about <laughs> what is going to happen. Would that not be the greatest story, like, ever? Yeah, yeah, no, if, I'd love that. If How awesome would that be? He comes back, the kids are still here, he never got to play with Hayward, Hayward's 100%, and, and you know, we get the King in the Fourth, Isaiah, back, where he's just a complete monster, MVP candidate. And he actually gets his brink struck next year. What what a story that would you, be. You're telling me we're going to sign him to a one-year deal and then we're going to sign him to the brink struck? Yes. Right after that? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to sign him multi-years right up right out the gate, but he's going to want to sign a one-year deal is what I'm saying. No, let's, he's give, gonna, him, let's give him the four. Let's give him the max somehow. I don't know. Right off the rip? Just, yeah. No, he's going to earn it, though. He's going to win us a title next year. <laughs> we can't just be throwing this shit out there, right? It would be the greatest story ever. It would be the it would be the coolest sports story of all yeah, time. And, least, and Ainge literally drives a Brinks truck to his house. Yeah, and like how how <laughs> like awesome. with like a boombox on his shoulder. I'm sorry. Yeah, we will do the <laughs> podcast from his lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll we'll do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love it. I love Isaiah. I've talked about Isaiah nah. and how much I loved Isaiah. I would love to be able to break out <laughs> that jersey again. Maybe on yeah. Thursday, whenever we play next, I'm going to wear that yeah. jersey. I bust don't know. it out. Bust it out. I may. I'm going. I'm like going KG on Wednesday. Since we've started back talking about this, I now <laughs> feel like Kyrie is going to put up 45, but only to bring his value back up. Yeah, he's like, well, look, I'm at a, I'm at an all time low here. I mean, this yeah. is probably the worst stretch of basketball he's played in years, right? When does he add three shitty games like that in a row? Never mind in the playoffs. Um, I, you're, I mean, you're probably right. Yeah, I, I, and that's without any, um, you know, any research. That's just that off mean, the top of my head. Do for three, like that means he's due for fifty spots, like right? Sixty each. He's yeah, go like Michael Jordan style and just go absolutely off. I mean, it, he's due. If you're listening, Kyrie, you are overdue for that. So yes, that would be nice. Yeah. Um. Well, so all that aside. <laughs> all, all, now, that, all that now that, now that we've kind of hit all that uh <laughs> uh other series that are going on most of the series i think are tied at two right like yeah so the rockets and uh the rockets and um warriors got knotted up last night i i thought for sure the warriors gonna run away with that after those first two games i was actually pretty shocked that um but you know that's home floor will do that for you yeah true yep they both have taken the two home games right yep uh the Sixers Raptors series chance to break the the tie tonight. Uh, they're tied at two, and Kawhi is the only reason the Raptors didn't yeah. get swept. This guy, man. I, I mean, like, even if he does drag them to the finals, isn't he going to leave anyways for what they made him do? Right? Like, I mean, like, it's it's unbelievable. He's, he's scoring like thirty eight points a game, right? Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's put up forty three <laughs> average over the last two games, right? <laughs> And like double doubles, not even like he's just scoring. Like he's like finding ways to really get around. So 
Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um it's it's been fun to watch Kawhi just go off. He's the only thing that's keeping that team in it. And yeah, that series has been fun to watch. I mean, I, I've watched at least two two of those games, and both of them were great. I watched yeah. the Jimmy Butler game, um, and then the last uh, the last game with Kawhi. Yeah, see, that series stresses me out because I think I've I've talked about the bet that I have, which is a hundred dollars that either the Sixers or the Celtics, whoever loses first in the playoffs, has to give the other friend a hundred dollars. And uh, I'm really hoping that somehow the Raptors win the next two and then the Celtics <laughs> win one. And I can argue like, well, you know what? We both lost in game six. Sucks to be there you. You, go. you yep. don't get my money. Yep. But yeah, it's not man. looking good for me. So not looking. <laughs> it's not, not looking good for me. I was really hoping that the Raptors were just going to come out and sweep. And I'd be like, yeah, even if we lose the series, I still make money. Yeah. Uh, not the case. Um, Denver, Portland is a lot of fun. Yes. That and I like, I love watching both of these two teams. Yeah. Yeah, that's the like. Was it quadruple overtime? Did it go quadruple overtime? Uh, it was at least three, wasn't it? It might have been quadruple because I was thinking I was like, if they go to five, yeah, four overtimes. I don't know what you call that, like quadruple. What's five? Sep. I don't even know what a five, five time overtime is. So cinco, (laughs) cinco Cinco de overtime. (laughs) Happy cinco de mayo. Anyway, (laughs) yeah. Cheers to that. That happens. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's been a fun series, and uh, Jokic has been just dominating. Playing a little dirty, but dominating. Lillard is doing typical Lillard things. Rodney Hood with the hero shot, which is fun. Yes. You know, there's there's lots of reasons to like that series. Yeah, it's fun. They're, they're two fun teams to watch in general, so it's, it's fun to see them play each other. Yeah. Yeah, I know it is. I, I, do you have any predictions for either of those, any of those three? All right, so I think, I think uh, the Warriors end up winning their series. Um, uh, I think... The Toronto Philly one's kind of tough for me. Uh, I, I originally thought that Toronto was going to. I, I guess the rest of those guys are more likely to play better than not, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I give the edge to Toronto there um, because well, because Ka- Kawhi is playing out of his fucking mind, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if those other guys just at least pick up some of the slack, you know, Lowry has a big game here. Um, you know, that's. Uh, I, I feel like there's more, whereas Philly's been playing well. Like in general, um, I think there's a lot more um, room for improvement on the Toronto side. Even yeah, though whereas like up. Philly is is playing everybody to, has to be kind right. of playing their game, and everybody chips in here and there. You know what I mean? Like whereas like he's been dragging that team. So if he gets any kind of effort and help from his teammates, I think they can win that series. Yeah. Um, and then the Denver Portland, I have no idea. Um, I mean, Port, uh, Denver has home court, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I still. I don't know if I could pick them. I like Portland. I do. I like. Uh, yeah, I, no, I, I, I do Portland too. And I think Lillard. That. I think Lillard's the best player on the floor, right? Yeah. Um, Jokic's great, but different kind of game, you know. Yeah, no, I, I think that I do think the Jokic is going to legit be an MVP candidate in the next three years. Yeah, absolutely. Like sometime in the next five years. Well, the way sure. he fills up the stat sheet too, it, it's like it really pops when you see someone doing all those things. Yeah. You know? No, He'd be he's like, he's like a he's like a better version of Al Horford, mm-hmm. like in terms of doing everything. Yep. Well, with that, we'll kind of wrap up. We'll, we're first going to give a quick shout out to uh, to Marcus Smart for his his help with the Kevin O'Connor family. Um, yeah, that was really after, cool. After Kevin O'Connor had announced that his dad with a really terrific article, um, his dad has cancer, and he wrote a phenomenal phenomenal article on the Ringer. Um, 
which was just it was fantastic of just kind of comparing his family to to basketball and all that stuff and then how that's how that's affected his career and all that stuff mm-hmm. and smart felt followed up with uh giving him a signed jersey his dad and like having him come down to the court and do all that stuff and that was really really cool um and if anybody knows it's, it's marcus smart how cancer can affect the family and so that was that was really a cool Definitely. thing he did um and and just it, it shows why i think boston loves him so much marcus of just like what what he does for for you know the people that are with him and his and his fans and the writers and just mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and based on the the uh, the response from around the NBA, it seems like a lot of people realize that he's actually a good guy, and maybe they just hate him because he's an antagonist against their basketball team. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think uh, I think that's cool. Um, with that, you know, you can see all that stuff on our on our blog at CelticsLife.com, uh, where we also have a ton of other stuff that you can check out up on our you know, tabs on the top. Uh, you can get tickets to the next game if we come back to Boston. <laughs> so root for a game six, I guess, and also root for me to make my money or yes. don't have to pay my money. We're, and, we're all uh, on the edge of our seats for that. <laughs> I, thanks, thanks, Mark. Really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. You can always find our pod on Wooshka, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, that's new, and uh, most of our podcast apps. <laughs> and uh, we'd always appreciate it if you subscribe don't miss any of our glorious episodes we're about to get into off-season pods which mark and i like to have fun on so that gets to be a good time uh if you like what you hear we appreciate good ratings and especially if you like our fun off-season pods they probably deserve good ratings we I, I, I mean, yeah i would say so the drunk history one is coming up it's good yeah, it's we, off-season we gotta do it we gotta gonna, do it it's gonna happen uh, and if you don't like something, you have a suggestion, let us know with a comment on any of our Selfless Life articles or on Twitter with our hashtag CLPod. Because we just want to bring you guys the content that you want. All right, man. It's been fun. Happy uh, happy off season. Yeah, happy. I'm uh, declaring it. It's dead. It's been it's dead. It's over. It's been fun, guys. It's been real. It's been a fun season. Well, it hasn't. Yeah. But it's been the off season might even be more exciting. The season, you know? Yeah. Really good time, so. Thanks for listening, as always, and uh, we'll catch you in the off-season, probably. Yes, Have a good sir. One, guys. Later, guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.